0: Is anyone else expecting for the Lord to speak this morning? Raise your hand if you are. Sometimes it's a little prophetic action that activates. All right, why don't we pray, and then we're going to get straight into the Word. Father, we thank you this morning, Lord, that you have already started to minister to our hearts this morning. Lord, we thank you for your presence that is in this place. And Father, I pray, Lord, that you would take this Word this morning. And speak a rhema, life-giving word to every single person in this room. Holy Spirit, please use my mouth, my vocal cords. Lord, and speak a word into every one of your children today. Lord, we're expecting to hear from you. We're expecting for your voice to come and change our entire life this morning. Come and have your way, Holy Spirit. We love you. And everyone said... Amen. All right. Okay. So one thing did we, did we ask if anyone was new? Oh, we did. Okay. Fantastic. Wonderful. I wasn't paying attention. I was worshiping so much. All right. Well, you can also, for those of you who are new, we put all of our notes, scripture notes, on versions. So if you use the Bible app, it's a really cool way that you can tune into the service every week. And you can actually save the notes when you go through in the week again and to go through the sermon notes. Sometimes we only hear so much on a Sunday morning. So it's always good in the week to go back to the Word and to ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, is there anything else that you want to teach me through this Word? Amen. All right, well, last week, for those of you who were here or you follow, some of us follow on vision oh, not vision YouTube, Johanna started a series on hearing God's voice. And so we've been actually talking about this throughout lockdown. We started speaking about, you know, discerning God's voice. And then we thought, okay, now let's just go practically into how do we actually hear God's voice? Who's ever asked that question? Who feels sometimes, some days that... Oh, if the Lord can just speak louder. (laughs) Who feels like that? My hand is up some days. I mean, and I can tell you that from Johannes and I, and you know, when people come to see us for prayer and different things, probably the number one question that people ask us is how do I hear God's voice? Does God only speak to the pastor or does God actually also speak to me? And so I believe this is probably the most important topic for us as believers. Because if we are not able to hear God's voice, what are we going to do with our lives? Where are we going to end up if we are not listening, discerning, and hearing God's voice for ourselves? You know, we, we live in the New Testament these days. We're not in the Old Testament anymore. God does not just only speak to Johannes. He actually speaks to all of us. And like Johannes said last week, he shared that scripture where Jesus spoke about himself as the shepherd in John 10. And he said, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Present tense. Not they may hear in future if they do all things right. Or, you know, they could or they did hear. He actually said, they hear my voice. Everyone say, I hear God's voice mean, You can hear the voice of God every single day. But I believe sometimes where we struggle as believers is we we find ourselves in a place where we cannot clearly discern his voice because there are so many voices trying to speak to us these days. And I believe for us in our generation, it's even harder sometimes to hear God's voice because we are inundated by messages day in, day out, by the minute, by the hour, notifications, social media, media, this voice, that voice. Everyone has an opinion on Facebook these days whose voice is actually trumping all of those voices. Amen. And so this morning we're going to continue and I'm just going to speak about some practical points and Maybe for some of us, this feels like foundation, but I really want to trust the Lord that some new avenues of His voice is activated in our lives this morning. Who needs some fresh activation from the Holy Spirit to engage with your King on a daily basis? I don't know about you, but my hand is up. I want to grow deeper in my intimate relationship with the Lord. And so before I get to the house there's actually two foundations that I think is important for us to nail again. In Afrikaans, we say, anchor vandaag, because this is where we need to start. And number one, the first thing that is important is understanding why I must learn to hear God's voice. And I believe, you know, we don't, we don't pursue God to hear His voice, to just hear what we need to do. If you're anything like me, I'm a doer type of person. So I often find myself in a place where, Lord, I need to hear what's next. Where must I go? What must I do? Any doers in here. (laughs) But God also wants to speak to our hearts as a father. God also wants to speak to you as a father so that you know how much you are loved. So that you know, first of all, who you are. We cannot go out and do things for the Lord if we don't know who we are. Amen? So that's why it's important to also know that God wants to be a father to us. He wants to be a leader to us. And he created us for relationship. So if you are in a relationship, whether you're married or whether you've got children or all of us have relationships, how terrible is it if that communication is one way? And Johannes reminded me of an example. He said, why don't you use this example? I said, that is fantastic. Sometimes I get very, let's put it like this, aggravated in our communication, in our marriage. Sometimes, and and women, I need some witnesses here. You're telling them something. You're sharing a story. And he's busy multitasking. And he goes, no, 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 I'm listening. I'm scrolling on my phone. Multitask. And I'm like, okay. And it feels like I'm talking in a one-way direction. Or he's not responding and I can clearly see he's not listening to me. (laughs) And then I'm like, (laughs) Okay, and so God did not create us for a one-way relationship where we ask and he just refuses to talk back. Like if that is our perception of the Lord, then really there's nothing appealing about Christianity. There's nothing appealing about being a disciple if it's just going to be a monologue between us and the ceiling. Amen? So God doesn't want us to have that type of relationship. He wants to be a leader to us. And this morning, I want to ask us a question. Who is the most prominent voice in our life today? Which voice is currently guiding our every decision? Which voice is warning us from right or wrong, from safety, danger. Whose voice is actually guiding everything we do in life. Because if it is the right voice, we will actually stay on track. We will actually stay in the lane that God has purposed for us. We will stay in a place where our relationships will flourish. We will stay in a place where we are being obedient and we are following the call of God in our lives. But the wrong voice or voices will actually lead us off track. The wrong voice will get us into a place of danger where God actually didn't ask us to be in or didn't lead us into. And so many times we see in our lives complete disaster, complete destruction because we followed the wrong voice. And then we blame God for it. I mean, God wants to be our direction. He wants to be our leader. He wants to steer us. He wants to protect us. What happened when Eve listened to the wrong voice? Remember in Genesis, right in the beginning, God spoke. And Eve listened to his voice. Adam and Eve listened to his voice. And suddenly, a second voice came in. And that voice made them doubt God's voice. And the moment they doubted God's voice they fell into the wrong track. And you and I are still sitting with that consequence. So that's why it's important that we know the right voice in our life, the voice of God. I want to read to you Psalm 32. And it's in your notes as well. And I'm, I'm on the train of the Passion Translation. If you've never read the Passion Translation, it's really just good for devotional. And this is what it says. I hear the Lord saying, I will stay close to you, instructing and guiding you along the pathway for your life. I will advise you along the way and lead you forth with my eyes as your guide. So don't make it difficult. <laughs> I love the, this translation because it just really says it how it is. Don't make it difficult. Don't be stubborn when I take you where you've not been before. Don't make me tug you and pull you along. Just come with me. You know, who's ever been in that place where you feel like God has to tug you and drag you along? I've been there. And I really believe that the Lord wants to remind us this morning that he wants to be the leading voice. He's got good plans for you, as we sang this morning. But we make it so hard on ourselves to to not just tap into him and listen to that right voice. Number two, the second foundation, we need to remember that in order for us to communicate with God who is spirit, in order for us to engage with him, we need to remember that God is spirit and spiritual communication requires spiritual hearts to be open. When we say that we hear from the Lord and that God speaks, we must understand we are not talking about our physical ears, although some people... Can, has heard the audible voice of God? Has anyone here heard the audible voice of God before? Okay. So we are talking about our spiritual hearts. Spiritual communication requires a spiritual relationship. We listen with our spiritual hearts and not our physical ears. In other words, we must be born again. And can God talk to an unbeliever? Absolutely. Absolutely. I served in a ministry for almost five years where we had regular testimonies where the Lord showed himself real, appeared to Muslims all the time in order to show them that he's real. But we want to talk today about the believer's relationship with God. How do you and I, children of God, connect with him and hear his voice? We need to understand God is spirit. We have to be born again, and then we have to receive his Holy Spirit. Because that is how God speaks. He speaks to our spirit man. Does that make sense this morning? I know this is foundation, but we really need to mark this fuss. Jesus said in John 16 that the spirit of truth, in other words, the Holy Spirit, will lead us into all truth. How will he do that? He will tell us about the future. He will tell us. In other words, he will speak to us. Jesus said this. He will tell us exactly what he receives from Jesus himself. So in other words, when the Holy Spirit speaks to you and me, he speaks exactly what Jesus tells him. I mean, if you want to have a more clear channel to the Lord. And remember, we don't have time to go into the theology of the Trinity, but the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. They all communicate with us. Jesus said, my words are spirit and life. So when God speaks to you and I, it has the power to change the entire direction of our life. The entire direction of our day. The entire focus of our being changes in an instant when we hear our God speak to us. Amen. God is spirit. And I want to read to you 1 Corinthians 2 verse 12 to 14. And this is why it's important, and we're going to pray at the end as well for those who have not received the Holy Spirit. And the Apostle Paul, no, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 12 to 14. Is it not there? Okay, I'm going to read it to you. It's in the notes as well. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 12 to 14, and it says, And we have received God's Spirit, not the world's Spirit, So we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. And when we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But people who aren't spiritual, in other words, people who have not received God's Spirit, cannot receive these truths from God's Spirit. It sounds foolish to them, they can't understand it, for only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. So does that make sense this morning? We need to be born again for our Spirit to come alive, and then we can start here, our God, we are restored in relationship in the Spirit, and we can start to communicate with Him. Amen? So those two foundations are really important. Now, let's go into five ways that God speaks to us. I hope I can finish this morning. Praise the Lord. Who's got a notebook here this morning? Who's taking notes this morning? I want to encourage you. Bring a notebook to church every week. I have honestly seen in my journey how God has spoken to me through messages, how God has spoken to me in worship, and He's speaking all the time. And I found for myself, if I don't actually write it down, it completely goes past me. Sometimes, has it ever happened to you as well? Sometimes we can be in the moment and, wow, I feel the Lord speak to me. And then when I get home, I forgot about it because I don't actually remember. And so I want to encourage you, that is also a posture of expectancy. When I show the Lord, I'm actually ready to hear from you, Lord. I've got my pen ready. I've got my paper ready. Prodierer. I believe we need to get our hearts in a place before we even go into these ways that the Lord speak. We need to show God some desperation. We need to show him, God, I am actually ready for your voice to speak. I'm actually open to receive instruction, guidance, love from you today. Amen. So I want to encourage you. That's just a little practical thing that has really helped me stay on track and discern, what is the Afrikaans word that I'm thinking of? Um, I will get to it. Herken, Herken wanneer met jou praat. Okay. Number one, God speaks through the inner voice or witness of the Holy Spirit. The inner voice or the witness of the Holy Spirit. In other words, inside of our heart. Let's go to 1 Kings 19. Verse 11 to 13. Perfect. All right. So here the Lord is speaking to the prophet Elijah. And he's telling them this. Oh, he's telling him this. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord. For the Lord is about to pass by. And then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. And then a voice said to him, what are you doing here? Elijah, And another translation actually says that gentle voice, it actually speaks of a still, small voice. A delicate, whispering voice. And I believe that this is probably the way that God speaks to most of us every day. But because we are so busy... Because the noise around us is so loud, and the other voices are so many around us, we miss the still, small voice. And I remember when I first got saved, and it was many years ago, and I would hear preachers, and I would hear people that have been walking with the Lord for a long time. They would often say, well, God spoke to me. God said this. And I remember being so puzzled and troubled by that. Because I thought, well, why is he not speaking to me? Why am I not hearing him? Why are they hearing him? Is there some type of wax in there that needs to come out? You know, do I need to go for some type of procedura? And the Lord started journeying with me, and I started to learn. And we are all still on this journey of learning to find that place daily where we can hear the still Small voice. And oftentimes I think we find ourselves in a place where we are always looking for the Lord to speak with some thunder. Né? Some great explosion, some fire power. We want this dramatic voice of the Lord. And sometimes all he wants to do is get us alone, get us quiet, so that he can still speak to us. That's how he loves to communicate. He loves to speak to us in that way. Isaiah 30, 21. Your own ears will hear him. Right behind you a voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. Have you ever been in a position where you've had to make a decision of going to the left or to the right, making a decision for something? And the world and logic and reasoning said to you, go left. But something inside of you that you cannot explain in your heart felt you needed to go right. Has anyone ever been in that position? Everything says wisdom. All of that says this way. But something in you says, no, I have to go this way. And you don't know why. It goes against logic. goes against reasoning. It goes against, you know, what everyone else does. And oftentimes I've learned that in those times, oftentimes, most times, it's actually the Holy Spirit guiding me. But the question is, will I take time to go and sit with the Lord and to make sure that I hear that voice? Can I find time in my schedule? Can I find time in what I do every day to make sure that I tune in my frequency to actually hear that voice that has to say left or right? Because I don't know about you, but how many decisions do we have to make on one day? On any given day? And honestly, church, we are heading into seasons that we just cannot afford to go by the world's voices. If you and I are not going to tune into God's voice, we are actually not going to walk in the path that he has. We are not going to be protected in the way where he guides. I'm telling you, there's been times where... I mean, we've, we've seen where if we didn't listen to God's voice, it would have had disastrous consequences. God's voice can actually save your life. Literally also. What does that inner voice of the Holy Spirit look like? It often feels like a conviction on your heart. It feels like a prompting or like some type of thought, a sudden thought, a prompting, an impression on your heart. And when we say our heart, It's our mind, our thoughts, how we connect with the Lord. And so sometimes you will literally be in that position where you don't know why, but you just had this sudden thought. A sudden change of direction. A sudden unction or prompting that you must do something. That's the way that the Holy Spirit often speaks to us. I've had many of this in my life. I remember the first time I really sensed this strange knowing on the inside. I can't tell you how I just knew that I knew that I knew. Amen. I remember we were, and I think I've shared this before, we were in a a Bible study type of setup and I literally had just given my life to the Lord and I had no idea that he had a plan or a purpose for my life. I was trying to figure that out, trying to understand what is that because no one ever taught me. I was taught religion, but I was never told relationship. And so we were in this setting, and uh, the pastor, the leader that was actually teaching the Bible study group, said he felt that there were people in the room that night that were called for full-time ministry. Now, I didn't even understand what was full-time ministry. I knew there were people working at the church. I know that I loved church. I mean, I would go five services on a Sunday. It didn't bother me it Would sleep, you know, at night. Ain't nobody got time to sleep when you could go to church five times on a Sunday. So I already knew that there was something pulling me towards this. But that night, I remember something in my heart jumped when that man spoke. And he said, if that is you, come to the front. Now, I would never even go to the front because I was too shy. I didn't want to speak in front of people. But something literally made me, I almost want to use the word compelled, compelled me to get up out of my seat, walk to the front and get prayer. He wanted to pray for people that was actually, who believed that they were called for full-time ministry. And that's when I realized, okay, that was the Holy Spirit speaking to me. That was the Lord speaking to me saying, I have called you for this. Go, it's time to be equipped. So we we get to learn how to hear God's voice by promptings, impressions. Sometimes you will just have an incredible sense of peace over something. Okay, that's also a sign that God is maybe speaking to you, incredible peace. Or maybe you need to make a decision and you feel like you know this is the right thing to do, but you've just got an unease about it. Who's ever been there? You don't know why, but yes, you just can't find yourself in a place of peace. Or sometimes someone. And oftentimes that can be the Holy Spirit prompting you to say, no, that's not the way. That's not the time, that's not the season, that's not the thing for you, that's not the person for you. God can speak to you about your spouse as well, I mean. God spoke to me about my marriage. <laughs> anyway, that's a, I can't go into that, but that's, that's a real awesome story as well. But so Johannes always says, when you are in doubt, don't do it. When you are in doubt, wait for the Holy Spirit to give confirmation. Wait for him to give you peace. Wait for him to confirm. I always ask the Lord, Lord, give me a scripture for what I'm feeling. Give me a word or a confirmation for what I'm sensing right now to make sure that I'm not missing you. Because not every thought that we think is from the Lord. Amen. But the more time we spend in the word, the more we will learn how to discern those promptings. Number two, a way that God speaks to us is through Scripture. Now, this is probably my favorite thing because I have probably heard the Lord the most in my life during significant times of making decisions, and just even in the day-to-day, through the Bible, through Scripture. And I want us to look at Matthew 4, verse 4. And this is Jesus speaking, and He says, It has been written, man shall not live and be upheld and sustained by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. The translation that I had says that it is written and forever remains written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And so that word, when you actually go and look in the Greek text, it speaks about the rhema word. The rhema word, this is the logos word, in other words, the written word, but the rhema word is the spoken word, the word that comes to life, that word that is quickened in your spirit that speaks directly into your now, into today, into the situation you're in. And that is something that for me, my gifting is to do with preaching and teaching. So whenever I'm in the Word, I find that the Lord speaks mostly to me through Scripture. That doesn't mean that He doesn't speak in other ways. And Johannes is constantly challenging me to hear the Lord in different ways as well. Because He can speak to us any way He wants to. He's God, I mean. But this is probably the primary way that God speaks to us. Because the Word serves as our final authority in life. In other words, whenever God speaks to us and we have... I'm just going to take a sip of water quickly. Okay. And we have, whenever God speaks to us, and we have this sense that he is speaking a word now to us that is alive and active, it's like the Holy Spirit actually illuminates something from the page. Who's ever experienced that? Amen. The Holy Spirit illuminates scripture. Say you are praying about a situation and, You are really trusting the Lord, but you're not hearing an answer. And now this morning you read a passage, you read a scripture, and suddenly a word or a phrase or something jumps out at you. You notice it. You've probably read it a hundred times before, but today it has a different meaning. Today it speaks right into your situation. That is the way that the Holy Spirit illuminates scripture for us. And what I actually wanted to say now before was that, God will actually never contradict His own word. So whenever we speak about this idea of hearing God's voice, if you believe that you are hearing something, but you cannot actually find a confirmation in Scripture, or it doesn't line up with the word, then it's probably not the Lord speaking. God will never contradict His word. And so that's why it's important that we as believers actually spend time in the word. Because how are we going to know when he speaks if we don't know what he has already said? If we don't know what his heart is. Amen? So that's why it's really important for us to stay in the word. Because God wants to speak to us. And oftentimes I've really sat with the Lord. And even sometimes as I'm preparing for sermons on a Sunday, God will confirm different promptings I had or different thoughts that I had through Scripture. I mean, most of our decisions that we made to come to Namibia and for this church plant, I can show you a journal of Scriptures that God spoke to me in different times, through different people, through my own quiet time, through our pastor that we actually submitted to his authority. Because that's also something God speaks to us in this room, if you are part of this church. When I speak or Johannes speaks a word on a Sunday... It's not just a word for us individually, it's also a word for us as a community. That's why it's important that you are planted in a local church. It's a safe place. I'm always concerned when people tell me, oh no, I'm just, you know, I'll go where the Lord leads me this week. Nee, this is not Okay, God has got a place for the local church. He's got the five-fold ministry there to teach and to empower and to equip. Amen? So it's safe to be in community. That doesn't mean God can't speak to us different things. It just means there is safety in community. Amen? I'm not going to go down that train, but I am passionate about that train. Okay, number three. I'm going to run out of time, but I'm just going to give it a go. Amen? Are you with me on the train? Number three, God speaks in dreams. God speaks to us still today in dreams. Now, this is a big topic, and we can probably do a whole series on how God speaks in dreams, but I'm just going to briefly touch on it this morning with a couple of principles. Go with me to Acts 2, verse 17. It says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Now, it doesn't mean just old people dream dreams. But this is from the prophecy of the book of Joel. And it speaks about the fact that the Holy Spirit has been poured out on all people. And how God is awakening our spirits, and it's still true for us today. That we must remember our spirit man, remember we spoke about the spirit. Our spirit is always awake. And God is also, also awake. Who's glad about that? He's always awake. He's always watching. And he's always speaking to our spirit. There's a scripture in Job 33, 15 that says, God speaks in dreams, in visions of the night. When deep sleep falls on people as they lie in their beds. And when we look at the Old Testament, I mean, there's so many examples. We don't have time to go into it. God spoke to how many people through dreams? He spoke to Joseph. He showed Joseph his purpose, and he also told him about the future. He spoke to Daniel to show Daniel events and to show him kingdoms to come. And he even gave Daniel a special anointing to interpret and to understand dreams of other people. He spoke to Solomon, and this was profound. He spoke to Solomon, King Solomon, who wrote the book of Proverbs and David's son, and why don't we have a look at 1 Kings three verse five? This is really awesome. That night the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream, and God said, "What do you want? Who wants God to appear and ask us in a dream? What do we want?" Oh, well, this is "Yeah, that's me. What do you want? Ask, and I will give it to you. And then when you go read further through this passage, it explains exactly the whole conversation that the Lord had with Solomon. And Solomon asked for understanding because he was such a young leader. Lord, give me understanding and wisdom to govern your people. And God was so pleased and impressed by that request that he didn't ask for wisdom and he didn't ask for riches that God said to him, Well, just because you asked for wisdom, I'm actually going to give you fame and riches and all those things as well. And then the Bible says, and Solomon woke up and realized it was all a dream. And what I find so profound in that is that the Bible says that after he woke up and he realized God had spoken to him in a dream, he went and he worshipped. And when you go back to the first passage before this, It said that before God came and spoke to him in a dream, he was also in the temple worshiping. He was in the temple bringing sacrifices of thanksgiving to the Lord. And that night, God started speaking to him, waking him up in dreams. So that says to me so much about the posture of his heart. His posture to be open for God to come and speak in any way that he wanted. Because he was in a place where he was just thankful and grateful and worshiping and praying. So in other words, the lesson that I learned from that is that he was pressing into the Lord. He was actually going for it in the Spirit. And I know it's Old Testament, but it's the same principle. And when you go and read further in Songs of Solomon 5, verse 2, this same guy Solomon said, My heart is awake, even when I am sleeping. And he said, it is the voice of my beloved. So God can speak to us and minister to us even when we are sleeping. In the New Testament, Jesus' natural parents had to fled the place where they were in to make sure that they get to a place of safety for Jesus to be born. And how did God actually speak to Joseph? He spoke to him in a dream. He warned him, he gave him specific direction, gave him a specific word, specific time, go. It wasn't symbols, it wasn't anything funny that he had to interpret. It was literally directional and giving instruction. And I believe God wants to speak the same instruction and guidance to us if we can align our hearts and be open to have him speak to us. Peter dreamed, Paul dreamed. Pontius Pilate's wife she dreamed. It's important to know that God can and does speak to us in dreams, but we also have to realize that not every dream we dream is from the Lord. I mean, when we talk and we're going to start talking about evening services soon, when we go into practical services, we'll go and we'll do, you know, we'll go practically into a lot of these things like dreams. But you have natural dreams. Maybe you had too much pizza or you watched a horror movie. Please don't watch that. Sometimes we have emotional dreams where the Lord can actually work something in our soul realm. We work through trauma. We work through different emotions. And then sometimes we can have a spiritual dream where God comes and he gives us a message of instruction or direction. How do we know it's a spiritual dream? Well, this is the part where we go into relationship and we trust and we pray and we ask the Holy Spirit constantly. I've developed a habit because I've really been trusting the Lord to start speaking to me in dreams more and visions, but particularly dreams. Johannes is the bigger dreamer among us. I think that's because he's more prophetic. Prophetic people tend to dream and have visions a lot. But what I do these days is every morning, literally, As soon as I can remember anything I write down, sometimes it makes no sense. Sometimes it's a lot of symbolism. Okay, we must remember that God speaks in symbolism. He speaks in pictures. So sometimes it's really important to understand that we can't necessarily, if we believe it's a spiritual dream, interpret it exactly as what we experienced it. It maybe needs an interpretation. And the first person we need to go to for that is the Holy Spirit. So oftentimes I would recommend to people, whenever you've had a dream and you're not sure, but you think maybe this is God speaking, maybe you've been praying about something specifically, and especially if you have a repeated dream. Sometimes we get dreams that repeat itself. That's something to take notice of. It's something to write down. It's something to go and pray about. And I would also encourage people that if you are planted, obviously, in a local church community, that's a really safe space among other spiritful believers to soundboard and check things off one another. You know, call Johannes and come and tell him your dreams. <laughs> Ask him to pray with you. Because I really believe that God wants to awaken dreams and visions among us. Number four, visions. And I'm going to really have to make it quick. Visions. What is a Vision. That same scripture in Acts 2 said that your young men will see visions. Again, this is a very huge topic, but visions in our mind is sometimes the way that the Lord puts a picture in our mind on the framework of our imagination. Who's ever when you prayed or when you've been in worship, you thought of a picture. It's almost like in your mind's eye you see something. It's hard to explain, isn't it? And I see there's a lot of you. I think, I think that even when I was preparing, I believe that dreams and visions is really something that the Lord wants to activate this morning. A vision often appear as pictures that require interpretation. It can feel like a dream, but you are actually awake. Many times when Johannes and I counsel people or we pray for people, the Lord will show us pictures. And I really struggled with this in the beginning because I always had relied on Scripture as my main way that I believed that God spoke to me. But these days, ever since we started church, it's like the Lord is bringing more pictures to my mind. And this is where we, again, in evening service, we are going to practice this. And we are going to pray for one another and we are going to start to discern and learn what is God showing us? What does it mean? Does it match up with Scripture? Because maybe God is actually showing you a picture for someone else. He's speaking a message to you for someone in your life. Or it can be for a specific situation in your life. But this is something that God also uses sometimes to communicate with us. In Acts, the Lord gave Peter an open vision on a rooftop. But what was Peter actually doing? He was busy praying. He was busy worshipping. He was busy seeking the Lord. In Acts 18, verse 9 to 11, it says, "And the Lord said to Paul, "In the night, by a vision, do not be afraid any longer. But go on speaking and do not be silent, for I am with you, no man will attack you or harm you, for many people in this city belongs to me." And so Paul was actually being persecuted by a lot of the Jews in this town, and I can imagine that he was asking the Lord, Lord am I actually supposed to be here?" Who sometimes feel like, Lord, am I actually supposed to be here? I need direction. And as he was praying, it says that the Lord came to him in the night. In a vision and God gave him direction. And God said, you need to stay here. Do not worry. So God gave him comfort. He gave him assurance. He gave him confirmation. And it's not just for Paul in the New Testament. It's for you and me today. God wants to speak to us. Words of direction. Number five, gifts of the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to close with this. 1 Corinthians 12, you've got that one. Verse 7. 1 Corinthians 12, it says, A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice, and to another, The same spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same spirit gives great faith to one another or to another. And to someone else, the one spirit gives the gifts of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. And so the point I want to make is God can also speak to us through one another, through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I have a friend who we try and get together every month or every three weeks over the phone. She's based in South Africa, and we pray for one another. We send each other prayer requests and praise reports. And we always start with the praise reports so that we know that from the time we last prayed, we can celebrate what God has done. And, you know, we just pray for whatever is on our heart. And this friend of mine is actually very prophetically gifted. But what I've noticed in the last couple of months is that God often uses her through words of wisdom. What is a word of wisdom? A word of wisdom is some type of wisdom in a situation that she probably has no idea what is going on in the situation, but suddenly she receives a word of wisdom to know exactly what to do in the situation. And I find that so profound and it ministers to me so much that God can actually speak to us through one another, through us submitting to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Now, obviously, when someone speaks a word of wisdom to us or a word of knowledge, it's always very important to make sure that God has actually also spoken to you the same thing. Okay, we don't just listen to one another, but God can use one another to speak to us. God can speak to you through this message this morning, and every one of us can get something different out of today's message. Maybe something I said today or an example that I used speaks directly into your situation today. That might not be Lauren's situation, but the Holy Spirit illuminated something for you. Amen? Words of knowledge is another powerful thing. What is a word of knowledge? It means someone speaks something into your situation that they had no prior knowledge about. They had absolutely no idea what was going on. It was supernaturally delivered by the Holy Spirit to speak into that situation knowledge that you know that you know that God is speaking to you. It's an incredible, powerful tool that God uses. And I love that. Many of the things that we've done in this church and since we've launched this church has come from confirmations of prophetic words, words of wisdom, words of knowledge. So I want to encourage you to really start trusting the Lord on a deeper level to not only hear His voice, but to also have Him use you to speak to other people. And that's something that we're going to journey when we get to evening services, and we're going to grow, and we're going to practice, and it's going to get real practical. It's not just going to be Johannes and I standing teaching, but we are going to start practicing on one another. Amen. So as we come to a close today, how do we actually position ourselves? There's obviously way more ways that God can speak, but we only had time to focus on five elements this morning. And I really believe that God wanted to speak to specific people this morning to reawaken your spiritual heart to hear His voice in the days to come. Number one, it's important that we always be expectant. Show God that you are hungry. Show God that, Lord, I believe you can speak to me. You don't just speak to the pastor. He's your father. He wants to speak to you, His child. Number two, we need to stop confessing that we don't hear God's voice. I used to be one of those people, I used to say, I can't hear the Lord. And what does that actually do? Your words have power, and you actually block yourself to hear from the Lord. So we need to stop saying that. Number three, we need to surrender to the Lordship of Jesus. Because it's very hard for the Lord to actually get through to us when we've actually decided in our heart, it's my will or nothing. When our hearts are in a posture of surrender, we can actually hear His voice more clearly. Number four, we need to daily, 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 everyone say daily, be quiet in His presence. Now I know, new moms, okay, I had a friend who used to say the only five minutes of quiet time is when I go to the bathroom. And you know what, if you have five minutes, then you give the Lord your best five. If you have 10 minutes, you give him your best 10. Because Psalm 4610 says we need to be still and know that he is God. Give him those minutes. Open up your Bible. Okay, if you read the electronic Bible, put off notifications. Okay, I don't even befriend people on YouVision because it's my time with Jesus. If we want to be friends, let's be friends on Facebook. Version. Bible app is my Bible time with Jesus. I don't have time to have conversations there. That's my Jesus time. You need to guard your Jesus time with everything that you have. It is so crucial. It's going to be our lifeline in the days to come. And I want the team to just put on some music for us, and we're going to end in prayer this morning. And I want us, as we close the word this morning, I want you to just surrender your heart. And I want you to think this morning. Everyone can just sit down, just relax. We're going to focus on the Holy Spirit now. I want you to think of one thing, one area in your life that you are desperate to hear God's voice on. Maybe it's a situation in your life that you've been praying about and you haven't seen breakthrough. Maybe it's to do with a relationship. Maybe it's to do with your marriage. Maybe it's to do with your career, a job, your business. Maybe you're just in a place where you're not sure how He feels about you. You want the Father to come and show you how He feels about you. You want to know your identity of who you are in Him, whatever it is for you this morning. I want you to think about that one thing. And before we do that, I want to ask just while everyone's eyes are closed and heads are bowed. If there's anyone in this room today and you've actually never made a decision to surrender your life to Jesus. We have to start at that place. Jesus died on a cross. 2,000 years ago, so you and I can be reconnected to the Father. Romans 6 says that the wages of sin that came into the world is spiritual death. But Jesus came to die on a cross to make us alive again, to make our spirits alive again, so we can be reconnected to the Father. And without that step, it's going to be impossible for us, number one, to get eternal life. And number two, to walk in a passionate spiritual communication relationship with the Father. If there's anyone here in this room that you've never made that decision, I just, while everyone's eyes are closed, just want you to raise your hand because we want to pray with you. Awesome. The second thing I'm going to pray is if there's anyone here in this room, remember we said that in order to hear God, it's, Spirit speaking to spirit. If there's anyone in this room and you've actually never been prayed for to receive the Holy Spirit. Remember when we give our hearts to the Lord, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. But then there is the baptism of the Holy Spirit where God empowers us. Where the Spirit comes over us. And I felt that I want to pray for people today if that is you and you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit from on high. You can just raise your hand and I'm going to pray a corporate prayer for us. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't we just all pray? Father, we thank you that we can be called your children. Jesus, you said we need your Holy Spirit. That we cannot live our purpose without your empowering spirit. Jesus, you are the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. So please come, baptize me today. Fill me afresh with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Just receive Him right now. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would just release over every person afresh this morning. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Just move among the hearts of your people, Lord. And as we are in this moment, the last thing I want to ask is to think back of that one thing where you need to hear God's voice. And I want you to ask in your heart this morning, ask the Lord to come and speak to you. Ask the Lord, and I'm just actually going to pray. Lord, I ask that you show everyone here this morning. Lord, show them a picture. Lord, release a vision. Bring up a scripture of remembrance. Lord, I thank you. You know how to speak to your people. You know how to speak to every child, what they need. Where they are at. Thank you. Release and prajmatons now. And we're just going to take a moment for this. Bring it before Him. Ask Him to show you, ask Him to confirm something for you tell him that you are desperate to hear from him thank you Lord, we thank you this morning that you are a faithful God. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that your word says that my sheep hear my voice. And so this morning, Lord, we just thank you, Father, that you are releasing a new activation in the Spirit over your children this morning. Lord, I pray for dreams to be released in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for interpretation of dreams to be released. Lord, I pray for ears to be open, eyes to be open, to see visions and to dream dreams. Lord, I pray that as your people open up their Bibles this week, Lord, as they take the time to say, Lord, I am here, come and speak, your servant is listening. Lord, that we would have the ability to hear, we would have the ability to interpret and to discern your voice among the noise in our world. Thank you, Lord, that you are faithful. And Lord, I pray for testimonies in the week to come of how suddenly your voice has been activated in our lives. Lord, I thank you for breakthrough. I thank you for answers. I thank you for your voice that will speak louder than any other voice in our lives and for lives and directions to change in Jesus' name. Because your words are spirit and they are life. They are spirit and they are life. Thank you, Lord, that I can just pray a blessing over everyone in this room. And Lord, I pray for their protection in the week to come. Lord, I thank you for doors to be opened. Lord, I thank you for provision. I thank you for restoration. I thank you for healing. I thank you for everything that you've died for us to have. We bless your name and we are so grateful to be called your children. And everyone said... Amen, amen.